Good evening, and welcome to a, I'm going to call it a joint venture between Chasing Squirrels podcast and, Miss Sarah, what's yours? Quesada, Sada. Quesada, Sada. So this, this evening, this evening, we will be talking just a little bit about Disney. So let me do two things on the front end of this. So about three days ago, it really settled in that... My family vacation this year is Disney World. Now, I know that can seem completely ridiculous, but uh, with the busyness of the year, and I will say quite dishonorably for myself that my, my spouse took care of the lion's share of organization. And for any of you that have ever organized a trip to Disney, it is a part-time job. You're constantly getting emails. You're constantly setting things up. Sarah, I can hear you laughing in the background, yeah. <laughs> but uh, there's so many little checkpoints and she managed it and she would say, hey, Clough, what do you think about this? And there was questions and answers all the way up to the end. So it just kind of sunk in um, in the last week that I am in fact, I guess in the next nine hours, I'll be waking up and <laughs> driving to the airport. When that kind of happened, it's it, the second part to this is that was the kind of the holy crud moment as I'm so it was one Disney's booked, we're going to Disney, then the second part sets in like, wow, it's Disney. And kind of the size and the gravity of this trip started to sink in. Now, it, the front end of this is we planned this for our kids. That was the conversation. What's the right age? Okay, we, you know, are they going to make the most of it? Will they remember it? And, you know, when we talked to other parents, they kind of all went through that exact same moment. You know, is what's too young? What's too old? What's the sweet spot? We didn't get to an answer to it. We just said, you know what? Let's do it. So now, nine hours from now, we're going to be in the car driving to the airport to get to Disney World Woo-hoo. sometime tomorrow afternoon. I know, big props in the air. I'm really, really thrilled. And I thought to myself, okay, here's a totally random thing. I know that there's still some questions that I have around Disney as it, the big picture kind of Disney and sort of what Walt Disney represents and the whole fun factor. And I have questions about, well, I got to say it. I got teacher questions and I'm not going to be overly academic while I'm there so I thought in the least I'll shoot out a note to Sarah and I said hey Sarah and she responded back hey Clough I was like want to talk about Disney and I kind of had this kind of vision on my end of some sort of a fist pump am I on point (laughs) yeah (laughs) so I love it and then I thought okay how can I make this even more sort of like out of the box and I reached out to Shauna Pollock uh Sarah throw down throw down just a, a brief uh, uh, kind of an intro for Shauna. I have one in, in her words, but what's what's Shauna to you? Shauna is Shauna is basically a Disney character. She's mm. just so um, she's so energetic, and she is she really represents the values of Disney. You can just see the magic in her, and I think that is what makes her um, such a great educator. Is that almost that love for Disney? It, it just shines. It makes her radiate and you can just see all of that in her she's she's just amazing and she's a dreamer and she's an innovator and there's just so many things so what i thought i would do and i gotta agree i've had a couple conversations with her i i shared a flip grid with her where i posted 
six or seven questions for her to kind of attack. So on the, I, I got to tell you right now, Shauna, well, right now, probably Shauna's closer to home. She may even stop in tonight. Not sure. But when I contacted her, she was in the Singapore airport. So she's on the other side of the world, 13 hours ahead. So just to give you the kind of an amazing kind of mental checkpoint here, this little exercise that we're doing is entirely accelerated by the fact that Sarah and I can talk digitally. I can send out a message to my PLN. We can get all hyped up about this idea and never meet face to face. So I create this Flipgrid with the six or seven questions. Shauna posts her responses in video mode into this Flipgrid. I rip the audio and I can put it into the podcast. And I will tell you, she was a total hero. She answered every single one of the questions and it was awesome. She actually said, it's a new fun way to spend time in an airport. Again, that could be a Shauna thing or it could just be a very teacher response because I couldn't help but agree more. Should I throw down her intro here? Yeah, go ahead. All right, so here's, here's, the, here's the intro that Shauna sent us. Hey, I've got this thing working. I hope that you're able to uh, use this audio. I am currently in the airport lounge at the Incheon Airport in Seoul, Korea, coming uh, back to Canada after a lovely week and a half celebrating with my four brothers. Two of them are getting married in the next year, so we took a, an amazing trip, just the five of us. Uh, my name is Shauna Pollock. I am a Canadian educator. Uh, I am very excited to be opening my own little school this September. Um, it's called Blue Sky School. You can find us uh, online at blueskyschool.ca or Twitter at blueskyschoolca. Um, and we are actually a school that is somewhat based on um, Walt Disney. Uh, so I'll talk a little bit more about that a little bit later. It's like she's in the room. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's pretty awesome, though. Like, I'm just, I'm sitting here listening. I'm like, this is so cool. Like, for her to be so open and, and energetic mm-hmm. with uh, with this thing. Um, her traveling like that, do, do you know her? Is this a thing? Is she, is she that kind of, besides Disney, she has that adventurous spirit? I would vote yes. I, I feel so, yeah. I don't know her that well, but I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> That's awesome. So the first question, the first question that I threw out to her, and um, maybe I'll, I'll put it to you first, was what's the, the earliest Disney memory that you have? And you were kind of on point when you said, you know, okay, wait, 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 wait. Are we talking about park? Are we talking about movie? And you, whatever your stomping ground is, throw down whatever comes to mind. Mm-hmm. What's well, your Disney origin story? <laughs> All I remember from a very very young age is the little mermaid there's mm-hmm. there's kids who were born in 94 like myself who were obsessed with the lion king and then there were others who it was ariel from the little mermaid and i had everything from a, a sleeping bag to the dolls um and i also remember because we have it on video my mom had like this camcorder when they first brought me to Disney and that's how I have most of my memories of my first trip to Disney when I was about four at Magic Kingdom um, uh, about meeting I met Ariel in her grotto and it was it it just it changed me because when you're a little girl and you get to meet your print your favorite princess who is a mermaid um, 
you know, you just, you think that dreams do come true. So that is probably one of my earliest Disney memories that I can uh, trace back to. <laughs> That's awesome. Does it still have a, a powerful hold over you? Like when you, when you bring it to mind, you're getting some feels off of it? I do. Yeah. I was kind of just like, I, I'm grinning ear to ear because it just makes me so happy thinking about what I was like a, as a little girl at Walt Disney World and thinking about when I have kids and I get to bring them to Walt Disney World for their first time, kind of like you're doing with your kids. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it just gets me really excited. Let me throw down what Shauna said. This is a really interesting question. I'm trying to recall my earliest Disney memory. One of my favorite early Disney moments is when I was about a year old. So of course I don't remember this myself. Um, my parents had me on the uh, Cinderella carousel at uh, the Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World in Florida. And I hated it, um, mm. as you can see by my screaming face in a <laughs> hilarious photo um, that I still have to this day. I mean, when I was about eight, The Little Mermaid came out, so that <laughs> captured the imaginations of all my friends. I remember going to a birthday party at a friend's house that was mermaid-themed and staying up late into the night trying to replicate Ariel's, like, losing her voice to Ursula song. Um, I was really lucky to be able to visit Walt Disney World several times as a child. Um, my grandparents spend winters in Florida and so we were we were able to visit them several times and make and make trips to Walt Disney World um, yeah those are probably my earliest memories and then of course my biographies on Walt Disney in school it's yeah it's I'm we we my origin story is a little I guess it's mixed um, from a from an early age um, I I don't know if I felt I don't know if if I felt like Walt Disney content spoke to me. It was interesting the some of the movies that I saw because I can remember seeing Bambi. I don't I don't know if that was a theater release. I'm not even sure what year that came out, but really early um, animation mm -hmm. memories are are Bambi. Um, I can remember seeing Snow White. Yeah, that was and, the first. And what else? And and again. I can remember the movie content, but I, I, f I found at the time that it, it, I don't know, maybe as a, as a boy, I wasn't mm -hmm. sure if it was speaking to me. Like I was, I was cool with watching cartoons, but there was, there was something I was really unfamiliar with the mixing. I could feel my brain being challenged by why is there singing in cartoons? Cause all of my Saturday morning cartoons, like there's no, there's no song. Like I didn't watch any cartoons that had songs in it. Um, so I felt a little bit of a distance there. Uh, my parents did buy, they had some sort of a Reader's Digest subscription to the Disney books. Oh. And yeah, so they were kind of shortened version of the longer stories. And, and there was ones in there that, you know, of, there was a, a Sleeping Beauty, there was Azure, but then there was also like Peter and the Wolf. So it had um, kind of touched on a little bit like what they did with Frozen, where they grabbed a myth or a fable entirely clearly from a different like writing genre mm -hmm. and brought it back in because i think peter and the wolf is from, by a russian writer so yeah i sort of i knew it from the books um and then one last piece that kind of freaked me out and i i'm pretty sure about this there's a movie called i could be wrong I'm not sure that i am mm -hmm. i should call it up on my screen right now the black hole 
Now, I'll search up right now, but I thought for sure, I can hear you typing too. Okay. Uh, the Black yeah. Hole, and I'm wondering, is that a Disney movie? Yes, it is. Bec okay, so here's the thing. I get this kind of light and fluffy sort of connection with the cartoons and I'm like okay books so they do literacy stuff and then I can remember my dad taking me to see the black hole now the black hole is not a happy movie doesn't look like it's, it <laughs> it's not it's a little bit basically about going out into space and getting stuck in a black hole so I afterwards I found out okay well that's a Disney movie too I'm like how can that be how can that be how can they be creating something like that and I guess it took me a while to kind of figure out well that's kind of that that was that that was the counterside to let's say animation and um, animation and song is that they were releasing content that they were trying to connect the experience with more people mm -hmm. and yeah it's in, in my memory I found it a pretty thrilling movie uh, funny you, too you just because opened I, my eyes to a new Disney movie I had never heard of which I didn't think was possible so thank you <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> yeah. and it's fun well here's the, here's the funny connection eh? because it took a long time then like some of the the science fiction stuff that's that's associated with with Disney um you know you could almost you could you one might say you know they they finally came into it when they grabbed the you know got connected with the star wars stuff like yeah. that's a long arc between something like the black hole uh but memory doesn't connect me right now but um there might have been other science fiction um movies in there that kind of peaked do you have any science fiction that comes off the top of your head for disney um, movies uh, they had a new one come out that was called tomorrowland in 2015 okay. i'd never seen it but that was they have a whole that's with, um, with Clooney, right yeah yeah they have a whole land at Magic Kingdom called Tomorrowland, which is kind of your mm. kind of sci-fi-y, you know, in there. Yeah. I'd say Tomorrowland is your it, closest, but Star Wars kind of takes the cake on that one. Yeah, it's it's tough because I think I think for me, my whole my whole relationship starting with Disney, um, I think I tended to fall more on the side of it's going to be animation and songs. Have you seen Wally? And, Wally is awesome. I have. Yeah. That one's interesting. There are, there are moments in my Disney history that entirely rerooted me back into the power of Disney. And Wally -E is a movie that I thought that is entirely on point. Yeah. That is entirely on point. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Wow. I feel like I'm I'm starting to get the gush going on here, right? So <laughs> my goal good is origins. to have this podcast and just to get you so excited for your trip. Well, you know, it's funny um, because I sent either in the email to I think I I, I think I CC'd you and Shauna where I put in, you know, I'm, I'm starting as a skeptic. Mm -hmm. It's more like a it's like a like an awoken skeptic because part of it is I actually have I have no actual negative sense towards Disney. I, I it's I just haven't completely bought in. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm, I'm looking I'm open. I'm open. So wh where do you want to go next? You have the you have the topics up in front of you. Which one did you want to? Yeah, let's go right to the viral one. You want to go to viral? Yeah. So <laughs> did you want to answer first or did you want to hear let's... a couple things about what? Uh... Yeah, let's hear what. Um, what... Let's hear what Shauna said. OK, hers is a two parter. Um, I'll start with the part one. and We can kind of mess with it and then decide about part uh, the part two. OK, OK. So here here it comes. So, Chris, I know that you're experiencing some skepticism about the magic of Disney. <laughs> Funny, eh? Uh, which I totally get. Um, 
Uh, I have lots of friends and family who are huge Disney fans and others who are not. Um, but what I can promise is if you do uh, visit a Disney park with an open mindset, you are sure to find some sort of experience that appeals to you. The open mindset includes um, blocking, uh, not blocking out, includes knowing that very often at a Disney park there are long lines and waits. But if your entire aim of visiting a Disney park is just to ride the rides, then you're missing out on so much of the experience. The really incredible things about Disney parks are the ways in which the Imagineers, which are the imagination engineers, the creative minds behind everything that happens at Disney, the way that the Imagineers design an immersive experience for every um, visitor at, uh, at a Disney park. So I really encourage you to look up, down, around and listen use all your senses when you're in a disney park to really experience the stories that are being told she kind of got to me with that one she she it's almost like i know what he's gonna say mm-hmm. because you know i've sort of that and i know the standing in line thing i know the standing in line thing is going to happen at any any sort of world class even not so world class sort of attraction like you go somewhere you're not the only person that's thought to go there <laughs> so yeah. there's gonna be lots of people there right yes. but but i like that i like that thing she's saying about look look for the, the 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 mortar look for the bits between there and and you're gonna find i'm getting the sense like even that they understand that you're gonna have to wait in line so they're gonna give you stuff to kind of look at yeah am i on point am i on point with so, that so yes absolutely because the queue lines like some queue lines I've never actually walked through them all because I've always gotten a fast pass but there are Mm -hmm. games and there are little interactive um like screens where you can you know pop bubbles with your hands with like movements of your body it recognizes um your body and then you play games against other guests that are waiting in line with you and it helps you um kind of interact with the people around you so that, you know, you just get to talk in with somebody from Texas and then, you know, all of a sudden, oh, you're already already at, at the ride. So, you know, your your line, your wait time goes by a little faster. So, yeah, they definitely find ways to distract you in a very amusing fashion. I'll be curious to see, because I am sort of like, I'm the guy that's, when I do stand in lines, like I daydream a little bit, like I, I kind of go through the flow of things. Okay, there's the line, get in line, check the watch, how much time it's going to be. And then I start kind of like fascinating myself with stuff. Like I will I will look to see how things are built, like a little more technical mm-hmm. things. I'll be sort of like, oh, can I see the wires? Where are the wires on that thing? I'm kind of you doing that. You never see you know, any that... wires or anything at Disney. So I'm... But this this is where my brain goes to fascinate, right? And then I'll be and then I'll be thinking like, oh, look at there's there's a character, there's someone, and I'll think to myself, okay, sorry, I want to use the right term, so I don't want to say I almost said mascot. It's not mascot. Oh, no, it's a, oh, <laughs> I love it. I I knew, and you know what? I'm opening up my 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 raw storytelling, story keeping heart, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna throw out the words that are completely wrong, and I'm gonna depend on you to say, Clough, <laughs> do not say that word there. Yeah. So what do you say? So characters. the the individual. So the character. So I see a character walking by. And I'm like, okay, where's the zipper? Oh god, I'm gonna, where's the zipper on that thing? <laughs> yeah. And it's not that I'm looking to pull it. I'm just like, I'm looking for that immersion factor because I fully appreciate that type of detail. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. Like, if you if if you are if you're taking care of some of those small details, that does make 
the experience immersive. Well, I, I think that your mind is going to be absolutely blown because Disney doesn't miss out on any details ever. And I can say that because having worked there um, during the summer of 2014, uh, I got mm-hmm. to do the tours of the parks and know um, kind of like the building, like um, Shauna was talking about, the Imagineers um, side of things. Mm-hmm. And the attention to detail from, again, like she was saying, she took all my good answers. Um, the smells, when she was saying, use all of your senses. Um, the you, You're going to walk down Main Street and you're going to smell popcorn. And that's going to be mm-hmm. as soon as you walk in the park. And Main Street, as soon as you walk in, there's there's some red, some red bricks. And it's just as though... Um, it's a beginning of a movie where you're walking on the red carpet when you walk into the parks. Mm. And it's just little details like that, that as a guest for your first time, you will, you will never notice them. It probably took me a hundred times to, to notice them and then go and get extra, extra info. But it, it's just, it's incredible from the smells to the, to the decorations and everything in between. It's, you're just going to be too busy. (laughs) That's cool. I like that. I, I do like that. I like that, that, um, you know, I'm probably going to walk in there because I'm, I'm old, right? I'm like 46 years old. So I know that I have this high suspicion that my actual absorption of Disney content is higher than my brain is letting me access. So I have this kind of slightly dreamlike expectation. I'm going to be walking in there. I'm like, oh my God, I totally saw that when I was like, I'm going to yeah. be tripping on my own seven-year-old <laughs> self. I'm like, I, 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 I <laughs> you know, I'd sort of get, I get, get into myself that way because I think that that is, that's the size and shape and the, the gravity of Disney. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and if they, if they do those details right and they're taking into account how different people would experience the experiences that they offer, then I believe I will probably get hooked really, really quickly. Yeah. Have you seen? Are you a big Avatar fan? Um, I'm. I am a. I'm a fan. I wouldn't say a super fan. My spouse is. Is she? That was one of the things. She's like, okay, we we're going on the boat ride. I think we've we've booked the boat ride. Ooh. Something. Yeah. Navi River. The Avatar. Yeah. So we're we're doing that one. Um. So that'll that'll be cool. That'll be very cool. Um, haven't rewatched the movie. I do like the universe. I'm curious to see where the story goes next. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the want to show it to the kids. The, go the ahead. universe that you're going to be walking into at Animal Kingdom is actually set. Um, I'm ballparking this, but it's set like 150 years ahead of the movie that just came out. So it's actually okay. where the um, oh my gosh, I forget what the avatars are called. Um, the the Navis, I think. Um, they are actually working together with humans. Okay. So it's um, this really, really cool experience where the land is, is brought back to its natural state and the flowers are growing and it's bioluminescent. Um, you have to visit it at night and the, the planets are hanging oh, cool. and you can, you can almost barely tell what is... A real plant and what is a fake plant i i i'm giving you that test is to send me pictures of what okay. you think is a real plant and a fake plant because you can't even tell the difference that's how good it I'll is. i'll do it <laughs> all right i'll check it out yeah mm-hmm. no that was she she's she's the fan probably uh and again part of this was her 
I, the the whole experience, Disney experience starts as soon as you say, I want to go to Disney, right? So the things that they would send, they said, okay, now you can try the app. And then they get you sort of messing around and checking on things. And they, they sort of build that momentum in you. So basically you arrive and you're already on that rocket ride to sort of connecting with stuff. Mm-hmm. When um, she had mentioned the avatar, I was like, yeah, that's kind of cool. I think, I think I need to be there. That'll be the thing for me. I get there and... Like I said, my absorption of of content will just start. It'll be triggered. It'll be triggered. It seems like the little, the little Easter. This is the word that keeps coming back into my mind about Disney Easter eggs. Yeah. Do you know what Easter eggs are, in Disney? I well, well, I don't know in Disney, but I'm a big gamer, and that whole idea of um, Disney uh, Disney eggs, <laughs> Easter eggs in in video games, are the sort of either secret spaces secret power-ups or secret kind of gifts that you can find if you really explore well Hmm. well there are disney easter eggs in in disney movies where they will put objects that refer back to another movie um Mm. in like in a movie so um like a poster in the background like a poster totally yeah there's so many you can you can just google uh easter eggs in big hero six and then they'll list them all and then you can try and find them when you watch the movie it's really really fun there's always the have you seen toy story yeah the the pizza planet truck it's always referred Mm -hmm. to in in other pixar movies it's pretty cool Hmm. and you never see it you never really notice it Mm -hmm. that's true yeah Okay, I can I can I jump on one of these Let's questions here because I think it might flow nice. Okay, so I want to jump onto curiosity. So that quote that there quote that there is, I think it's the one that comes up at the at the end of Meet the Robinsons, and and the quote is around here. However, we don't look backwards for very long. We keep moving forward, opening up new doors and doing new things because we're curious, and curiosity keeps leading us down new paths. What's interesting about this is that two podcasts ago, I spoke with um, a colleague of mine, Derek Schellenberg, and this is something that's kind of a part of his um, his goal set, his intention in teaching, and he very much he very much sort of pursues innovation and you know what we might be calling modern learning right now. He's digitally accelerated, but he's also entirely aware of building rapport and relationships, like understanding that connection mm-hmm. with. Um, with the students and the community around him. So my, my question on this is, and I think you've almost touched on this already, is what keeps you returning to Disney? What keeps you returning to it? Um, other than my love and passion and that yearning to feel back at home because Disney has always seemed like a second home to me. Um, it is because Disney keeps bringing out new things and um, kind of like Pandora that we were just talking about. Um, There's always this new experience to go live or um, like I went back because my friend was working there and I wanted to see how he was living his experience. But Disney just has this, this culture, this family that I feel very strongly a part of, especially having worked for the Walt Disney World company um, where Uh I just feel it, it's like it literally is stronger than me, the, wow. the need to, to go back. Like I, I just came back from Disney and I'm already planning my next trip. I'm already looking forward to it. <laughs> I just there's just something about it that makes me feel being at the parks, being immersed in at Animal Kingdom or at Epcot or being on the rides, meeting the characters. It just brings me to this happy place. 
I guess it's my happy place, right? Where I can go and escape and not have to worry about my podcast or my homework or anything. It's like this whole new world for me. And like Shauna, I grew up going to Disney. So it's a lot stronger, that connection, than if somebody would just go for their first time in their 20s. Um, This is something I've grown up with where I still have memories with my family being there. So I just continue to look forward to build these memories with everybody that I bring with me time and time again. Has it gotten stronger and stronger yes. for you? Yes. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. I know. <laughs> that's not, no, that's great. Like I just, like, I just yes. brought my stepmom. So it, and it was her first time ever going to Walt Disney World. So it was it was an honor to show her Disney through my eyes and kind of tell her those little Easter eggs, those little nuggets and facts that I knew about when you walk down Main Street or a certain history about a certain ride, you know, the rides that have been originally there since the park opened. It, it's really, really cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I'll throw down what Shauna okay. said. <laughs> what keeps me going back to experience um, Disney parks is is just that it's the experience it's that it's different every time I, d- I don't go with a with a script of I know I need to ride these five rides and see this one show and then move on I, I generally have a couple of things that I want to see or accomplish um, but really I, I just go to experience a day either alone or with family and friends um, and just kind of watch the human experiences unfold um, every now and then something really magical happens. One time I was at California Adventure at Disneyland walking all by myself um, down the main street and suddenly Mickey Mouse appeared next to me and just took my hand and I got to walk like several theme park blocks hand in hand with Mickey Mouse, um, which was just incredibly cool. I don't know, it just connected me so much with with so many of the stories of Walt Disney World and, and the fact that um, Walt's brother, Roy, always said that um, Mickey Mouse was sort of the living, breathing embodiment of Walt after his death. And in fact, at the christening or the, the opening of Walt's Disney World, Roy insisted on having Mickey next to him because Walt was not alive and not able to. Wow. What does that bring to mind for you? Oh, that's a good. That's a great answer, yes. isn't it? Um, especially, <laughs> she was talking about her experience walking with Mickey Mouse. That is what um, a cast member would call a magical moment. And as a cast member, mm-hmm. so cast member is one of the terms that you call somebody who works at Walt Disney World. Um, you're not okay. an employee. You're a cast member, and you're not a visitor. You're uh, you're going to be a guest, Clef. So. Um, those are two okay. really important. I'm embracing yeah. it. I'm embracing it. Those are really two big terms that we use um, with the Walt Disney World Company. But creating magical moments is something that is huge um, at Walt Disney. So it's going above and beyond for the guests and creating those magical moments so that your trip is extra special. Like what just happened to Shawnee, you know, she's going to remember that for the rest of her life. And obviously that is something that stuck with her. And it's just a little action that Mickey Mouse went and seen her walking by herself and just grabbed her hand. I, I think it's so special. And that is exactly what Disney is, is all about. Mm-hmm. It's, it's funny. The, um, I often think about that, you know, when I look at my children and the things that they take pleasure in, and I really have to, it, it, it is it is work sometimes to 
let go of the adult rules to, you know, ch- check your lens. Like, are you actually seeing this the right way? And and my spouse and I often talk about that, like when the kids are really hyped up and having fun and, you know, maybe it is a little bit loud or maybe it is a little bit messy. And, and it's a, just to pause for a second and just think about how cool it is that they've created this. Um, I guess I could say this magical moment, but they've created this thing out of nothing. Mm-hmm. And as Shauna was talking about, you know, Mickey just appearing and then taking her hand. Do the do the characters talk? Uh, the characters who are in costumes don't, but the face characters do. Like the princesses talk because okay. they're not wearing like a like a head, you know. <laughs> so there would be something really silent and and and. I don't know, like, I guess I no better. I'm gonna have to start saying it. Something magical about that—that that, that, <laughs> this this character would just hold your hand and start walking, and that it's the exact right thing mm-hmm. to do. You know, your downtown Toronto doesn't work so great, <laughs> but <laughs> it, when you put it that way, then okay. <laughs> but you know what? But here's the thing: I, I mentioned that not to try and dismiss the value of that experience. But that's the exact suspension of disbelief that I'm starting to really understand mm-hmm. makes this place work. Yeah. Because that exact same costume and you're walking down, you know, by the, the Rideau Center or downtown Toronto by the CN Tower and Mickey comes out from behind a tree, you're not holding hands. So there is something to the bigger experience here where, um, you know, I'm going to be watching my kids really because I think I'm going to have to take a lot of cues from them around no this is how you do it dad Mm -hmm. this this is this is this is what because i get it like walking with my kids in a in in a grocery store can sometimes be a nightmare because they want to touch everything they want to grab everything they want to smell everything they want to talk to everybody but i'm starting to get the sense like that's exactly what you're supposed to do when you go to this place to live the full experience yes i highly recommend it (laughs) all right all right where do you want to go next um grown on you i'm interested to see that one grown on you okay so this this was um this was one that kind of i think i was kind of channeling when i asked this question about early connections that you know that maybe you're not feeling so much anymore or ones that you weren't quite connected to that now you know you're kind of coming back around to um you know, when I think back on, you know, my, my Disney origin story, it almost feels like it was kind of put on pause. And my early experience of the songs and the animation, I think I, I didn't really warm up to it until later in life. Like I needed other experiences for that to make sense to me. Um, I had to have, I had to live a little bit. I had to sort of see other movies, but at the time it just, it didn't connect to me. And then I would say that there was other things about Disney that I, I kind of, I used to like, I used to I used to really like um, excuse me I used to really like um, s- some of the, the the magic like the actual magic element in Disney it kind of fascinated me that so many of them had some sort of a magic element and then for me I started to kind of I started to lose my connection with it and sort of where it brought me back was the new magic that they've introduced which is science fiction. Mm-hmm. So, you know, where they did was sort of like pure kind of like sorcery, um, you know, sort of magic, magic, uh, I don't even want to call it classic magic, it's like wand magic. 
then there's the sort of like kind of techno magic that started to work into it. And I think that where I really started to come back in is, you know, when they started to, they, when I had heard, okay, Star Wars is coming in and then some of the Marvel connections, I was like, okay, this is like modern day magic. I can get into this. Mm-hmm. See, where do you go? Where that's do you go where with that? you lose me because ah. I'm not a Marvel fan. And, um, I, I, I don't see it being Disney. And it's very, very hard for me to see a Disney bus with like Spider-Man plastered all over it because that is not how I know Disney. That's not how I remember Disney. That's not how I envision Disney being, you know, with all these superheroes or, you know, like having Spider-Man Mickey Mouse ears. I saw them when I went to um, Walt Disney World. Yeah. They just don't belong hand in hand. And, you know, I'm all for um, Star Wars. I I can accept that. I really love the Star Wars um, brand, but I can't do the Marvel. (laughs) You can't, eh? I can't. I just, I don't, I don't see it yet. I don't. So that's a, that's a current disconnect that doesn't Mm -hmm. have any connect. Do you, what about Marvel as a standalone though? I've never really been into Marvel. So the Marvel Universe in itself. No, I'll watch the movies, but I don't feel very strongly towards them. Okay. Unfortunately. There's a lack there. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I haven't haven't figured it it out yet. I think I've just really disconnected from all of Marvel for a while. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) What about an early early connection that you may be falling away from? Um, or is it, I mean, you kind of said well, your relationship has gone deeper and deeper, but any yeah, early I stuff think, that? I think it's hard because I've, I love everything Disney. Obviously when I was a little girl, it's, you know, it's all about the princesses and I was less Minnie and, and Daisy, those kind of characters and more into princesses. And then growing up and kind of seeing the dainty, like Snow White and Aurora and Cinderella and the Little Mermaid who need a man to, to come and save them and who aren't very independent. And I've kind of fallen away from that. But I am really appreciating the new movies um, with very strong female leads like Moana or even um, Princess and the Frog kind of like Tangled's a really good movie. Like, yes, there is a prince, but they're kind of shying away from that every... Every girl, every princess needs a needs a prince to mm-hmm. to come and save her. I think they're shying away from that now, and I, I I'm I'm liking where they're going with it, especially with Moana. Big debate a year ago in our house when I called um, Lilo a princess. Oh goodness, and, what a mistake! <laughs> well, you know, but part of it was I think where I was angling is the. Um, you know the is every female character from disney a princess like no no not that but that she embodied qualities that should be included in the character sketch of a princess i loved her independence i loved the the messiness the i'm gonna do things my way i love the impertinence the fact she you know it's you know the most beautiful dog she's ever seen you know like like it's one of my favorite disney movies um and I liked that shaping of the sort of female identified protagonist. I liked that, those kind of characters, because, you know, as I'm looking at Lilo, like all she needed was family. And I think at the core, you know, that's one of the things that pops, keeps coming up in the whole Disney conversation, that idea of family, family experience. And um, I thought it was really a fun movie, but that was, it was funny. And I'll sometimes kind of like, you know, I'll drop that to sort of saying, 
because my daughter will often, and even my son have already, I forget who they said, who they think they're, I think Jasmine came up as one of the favorite princesses. Nice. Um, yeah. The the female lead in the, sorry, the prince, is it the princess and the frog, frog? What is that one? The one that, that takes place in New Orleans. Yep. So that's um, Princess Tiana and Prince Naveen. Yep. Yep. No, mm-hmm. Tiana's a, a fa- I think my daughter really likes Tiana because she wants to open a restaurant. So my daughter's oh, a bit of a foodie. Okay. Yeah. She like that connects. Hmm. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. That was a hot debate though. It was a hot <laughs> debate. The same stuff yeah. isn't debated about the princes. They don't kind of, it's just like, yeah, that's like, we got to put, what do we need? We need a plant to put a prince in there. But there seems to be yeah. a whole lot of conversation around the evolution of, uh, the the princess category in the Disney world. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I yeah. think if I had met Lilo when I was like seven, mm-hmm. I would have thought there's a cool Disney character. <laughs> well, you can meet Lilo. You can go and find Lilo at, at Walt Disney World and meet her now I'm and see how totally you feel. digging it. But I'm thinking about that distance that I gathered because mm-hmm. the animation was so immersed with song. Yeah. Right. It was basically they were basically in my mind. I think I saw them as musicals. I was like, what's a musical? You know, there's there's music in Lilo and Stitch, but it's not it's not it's not a, a sort of like a it's not intertwined with the actual dialogue. So it's a yeah. you know it's a, a, it's like a performance within the actual thing. Yeah, and it's it's similar to Moana because it's traditional music. It's, oh, I, I liked it's, Moana. It's really really awesome. Yeah. Oh goodness, that soundtrack yeah, was... is just on repeat in my life. Yeah, there was a lot of good, a lot of nice moments in in Moana. But uh, Brave is Disney as well, is it not? Yeah, yeah. Brave is a very much underrated Disney movie that doesn't Merida? get enough attention. I love Merida. Me- yeah, Merida was a transformational character for my daughter to see. Really? Yeah, real. I would say transformational. She dressed as Merida for one Halloween. Oh, that is so yeah. special. And see, that is why I love Disney because they they give role models to little girls. And I was I was that little girl. I had those role models and. Also, mine, one of them I can't go without saying on this podcast is Belle from Beauty and the Beast because mm. she loved to read and just that song at the beginning where she's reading and everybody's hustling and bustling, that, that's me. That was me growing up. I just, oh, I loved it so much. Dude, yeah. I thought you were going to break out. I thought you were going to do a oh, little musical number. Yeah. Dude, feel free. My, no, it's okay. But oh, for my, come on, um, Merida. Merida, find your brave. Get in there. No. No. no, if anything, I would do I would do Belle from Beauty and the Beast, but I, lo- I um, love how I leveled that up. I won't do this song, but I will good. do this one. Yeah. I prepared a little number. That would be awesome. When I worked at the Disney Store in Ottawa, yeah. in the interview, you actually have to perform good. a Disney song or do a sketch or do something. So yeah, that's what I sing. I sing Belle. The song is called Belle from Beauty and the Beast. The first song. That's really awesome. special to me. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you want to go next, friend? Um, let me look here. Sorry. So, um, clearly a classroom. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, so now we're getting close to that 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 spot where, you know, K Sara Sara. This is an edu type it podcast is. and chasing squirrels. Still, you know, and uh, education based or focused or. Uh, chasing education kind of a podcast so this is the first clear step into that and i asked shauna you know i was you know she's going to mention a little bit later a little bit more about her actual by design her school by design based on uh epcot center that whole concept you know and i wanted to know you know 
after all this, after absorbing all this Disney experience, you know, somewhere in there is the conversation of how you became a teacher and what your sort of value of a teacher is. And so I thought like, you know, what does it look like at that convergence, that sort of meeting point between the Disney experience and a classroom? Let me, let me throw down one of the things that she said here. So for me, there is such a clear convergence of where teaching and Disney can meet. And for me, my origin story in this part comes down to my studies of Walt Disney. So as a child, um, I loved Walt Disney. Every time I had to do, or I got to do a biography project, I would choose to do it on Walt. I even, I even found some of those old biography projects as I was working on writing my book about using lessons from Walt Disney's life to create um, a magical classroom experience. And uh, it was pretty funny to find that little kid work. Anyway, um, about five years ago now, maybe even shorter, uh, the movie Saving Mr. Banks came out and it's the story of Walt Disney getting the rights to Mary Poppins and making that classic film. Um, and after watching it and, and uh, with my mom and a, an older man sitting in the audience behind us just weeping through the last third of the movie, <laughs> oh my I realized the power that Walt Disney had as a storyteller and the incredible legacy that continues in his name. And so I started doing some more research on Walt Disney and that will lead to my story of Epcot. Wow. <laughs> so I got that story for Epcot and I'll, I'll play that afterwards. Where, okay. where, where does that, where does the um, classroom and the the Disney, what what are the point? What are the intersecting points for you there? Mm-hmm. So there's a couple that um, that come to mind, and I think the first one is that um, immersive experience. So if we can, if I can make my classroom anything close to what the Magic Kingdom is at Walt Disney World, I would. You know, if I had all the money in the world, um, because I think that if we create and I'm talking about just space in general, like the classroom itself. Um, If we could create this really different and um, like themed and thought out classroom with spaces um, that allow the students to explore and learn and feel comfortable and safe, actually a big thing, one of Disney's Walt Disney World company's top priorities is safety. Safety is the number one thing when you go to Walt Disney World. As a parent, I like to hear that. Yeah, that's what in our training, the first thing and the most important thing is safety. And I think that in a classroom, we definitely as educators have to um, have to think about safety, whether it's physical safety, emotional, mental, just create a safe space for our students. So I think that is definitely one thing that I can take out from Disney itself, but also just the whole mentality of defying the odds. Like Walt Disney, as as a role model for me and as somebody that I also look to for uh, just advice, and he he always proved pre- proved people wrong. And I that is kind of my teaching philosophy. It is that. I want all of my students to follow their dreams, follow their passions. That is something that Walt Disney always did. My favorite thing is that he stuck with what he thought was right. And that was 
from starting and doing little cartoon scribbles to making Snow White his first animated um, movie. And people told him that his theme park would just run into the ground in California and, and look at what it is now. And I think that teaching our students to dream big, like Walt Disney, is something that is just going to allow them to strive and to believe in themselves and just tell them that tell them and show them that anything is possible yeah i love i love that you brought in the um it's you know like i i look at a wikipedia page of so here's where the you know some of the fake news comes fake news warning sort of like warning things go off you know you call up the wiki quotes or wiki page from you know from walt about the stuff that he has said and quote after quote after quote i'm after quote i'm like this guy's a guru. Like I'm, I'm reading some of the stuff that he has said and you know, they attribute it all to different interviews. And sometimes the timing is, um, I won't, it's not suspect. It's just, it's sort of in a business magazine or then it's in sort of like something that's kind of Disney. So it's, they're all over the place, but I just, I'm having a little bit of a wow moment. Like I know for myself, some of the best professional development that I do has nothing directly to do with education. Mm-hmm. So it has to do with the experiences that I have outside of education where I think to myself, this is where the classroom needs to be. This is where a classroom needs to be. And then I, th- I get kind of bugged. I'm like, oh, do I even want to call it a classroom anymore? Like, is that yeah. language, do I need to find new language to define what the learning space needs to be? And I think, you know, going into this, going into this, this holiday, this vacation, I, I really all of a sudden like cold water in the face moment that I'm going to see things here that I'm going to think to myself this is something that I need to bottle this somehow because <laughs> this is going to this is going to feed into some sort of a strange recipe you know as you know my my back catalog of tricks and tools when I'm sort of trying to reach into a lesson and help a kid connect with that moment mm-hmm. and um yeah I'm, as I'm reading this guy's quotes I'm like there's another gem there's yeah. another gem <laughs> that's another one and I was like I, I just you know my prep normally I, I like to do a little kind of a sketch notey thing I'm like I can't there's just too many little bits to write down but one of the things that did pop up consistently and I think Shauna maybe speaks to this I'm going to play another clip of hers is that idea that okay he's going to go and ask a bunch of people what to do next and then he's going to take what what he needs from that and do whatever he wants to do yeah so and he's willing to sort of kind of go well thank you very much for your opinion but this is what I'm going to hold to this and I'm going to see it through. And uh, let me throw down Shauna's little clip here, okay? Okay, so as promised, uh, Epcot. So as a kid, my favorite Disney park at Walt Disney World was Epcot, which I had the souvenir books for and knew was the acronym of Experimental Prototype Community of Tomorrow. And I loved the way at Epcot that they pictured a really, really optimistic future and... um, told stories of that, of where we'd come from, where we were going and where we could go. I, I thought it was just a theme park though. In my research a few years ago on Walt Disney World, or sorry, on Walt Disney, I realized that Epcot was actually Walt's final vision. And many people that I've spoken to who actually knew Walt Disney say that that vision would have been realized had he not died suddenly of cancer. Epcot was supposed to be the experimental prototype community of tomorrow a real planned city um, Mm -hmm. in Orlando, Florida. Walt had bought the land for it and it was going to be a combined futuristic living space, 
and working space, a tourist attraction like a permanent World's Fair, but also an industrial park that served as a research and development lab for the latest in American ingenuity and technology. When I started learning about Epcot, I realized that is what schools should be or could be. And so I and my grade three, four students became the Epcot class, the experimental prototype classroom of tomorrow. And my wow. mind kind of goes boom. <laughs> you think? <laughs> but here's the thing, right? I've actually, okay, so in the prep for this, lots of my friends, you know, the families have gone to Disney. And one of the things that has kind of consistently been said, yeah, I don't know, Epcot, uh, and they kind of make that sound, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I this is just me. I, I, I will say, you know, Walt, I'm channeling you right here. I gathered a lot of information and then I'm going to do whatever the heck I want to do. So I don't, I'm not committed to Epcot, eh, but I will tell you something. When I started, when I, when Shauna posted that and I started looking into it, I'm like, dude was onto something here. Like this, yeah. that, that's, I, I didn't even know the, the acronym. I was like, that's an acronym. That's a great acronym. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I don't know if it's a great ac- acronym, but it's, but it's a, I, I like what it speaks to about community and learning and and modern modern ideas and sort of kind of back to that other thing that that Robinson meet the Robinsons quote about you know mm-hmm. we move forward here that that's what we do we move forward we don't spend a lot of time in the past but we move forward and we come up with new stuff what's Epcot yeah. to you? Um, you know it took me a really long time to see Epcot in that sense because as a kid I don't think that Epcot um, really speaks to you that much. Um, but you know, it just brings me back to what Shauna was saying with Walt is that he was, he was that person that, you know, for his time just defied all of the odds and to think of what it could be and what Disney is doing right now with all of, you know, the, the new technology and they're always just, um, they, they're always doing first. They're always the first one to do this, the first one to do that. And I just, I think it is such a, um, like a, a great company. I don't, I don't, I don't like to call them like a company. I know that they are in a business and all of that fun stuff, but, um, just something to, to look up to because, you know, if we follow in their footsteps and, um, believe in in what they believe in it can it can just bring us so 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 far and you know what Shauna is doing with her blue sky school and her experimental prototype school of tomorrow um, it's really something that I want to join because I believe I believe in it I believe in her and she's just she's like a descendant of Walt Disney you know she just has that mindset and I know that she's going to do really amazing things she's going to love hearing that yeah. I think she's, I think she's, if she, if I have any measure of her, you know, her connectivity with the man that just, uh, you, you just threw some, some, some great kudos her way. Yeah. I would agree. She's got some really cool energy. Um, I know that I'm, I'm trying to figure out a way to do a field trip out her way to check out the space. And yeah. I, and I'm not, it's funny. There's people that I've met online like yourself that I, 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 it's not, it's not that I need to see her learning space. It's almost like I feel compelled just to meet the person. Mm-hmm. Like I oh. have to have a face-to-face or an eye-to-eye moment where um, 
to see what that connection creates. And it's, you know, you, you make a, it, it's, it's, it's simple to approach, to start making digital friends, but it becomes complex when you actually want to re- meet that person. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> all of a sudden, you know, you have these people all over the world that you've had these great conversations or you've done digital, you know, professional learning with. Um, I love the fact it almost, you know, it creates travel opportunity. But I know for her, she's on that short list of, you know, getting out your way and and being able to kind of check in. Maybe, you know, I met I've met Derek, but it would be cool to to check in and say hi to you and, you know, grab a coffee or see yeah. Sean and see the space that she's she's existing in. Because I think it sort of um, fills in the backstory it fills in the color it fills in the emotion of all that kind of information that we move quite quickly online mm-hmm. so who knows maybe early september that's a come on maybe down a week. yeah i don't know so, when her school opens but I, it's, it's sure to be a big um a really big celebration absolutely and i feel like i i want to kind of be there in some way does that make that's almost like you know it's like standing in line for the opening of a movie like you just mm-hmm. feel like i don't know i just feel like i have to be there yeah, I mean, I'll plug uh, it right now. The grand opening is actually August 30th from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. That's cool. Yep, there's a ribbon cutting and everything. 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Yeah, yeah August right. 30th. Classes don't actually start yet, do they? At that point, is it an early start school or that's just kind of like open house? I don't, yeah, I think it's just an open house. Okay, keep, open keep house me looped on that. Me. I'll check in with her too. Yeah, because who knows? Maybe that's a like a quick road trip. I don't know. We'll see. Okay, we're in the we're in the home stretch here. We're in the yeah. the, the the last that last kind of question. Um, it's the open pitch question or the open pitch statement. So I'm I'm curious. Do you wanna do you wanna hear what she said? Do you wanna throw down? So what's the thing? And I thought I was channeling my my cleverness here. You know what makes your heart? I'm gonna say the words: go bippity, boppity, <laughs> boom. Nice, eh? <laughs> I yeah. read I read that one to my spouse. She's like, oh, that's a good one. I'm like, I know. Oh. <laughs> I sometimes I sometimes get I'm a wordsmith. I can't believe Chris Clough just said that. That's unreal. <laughs> Bippity bobbity boom. So okay. what 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 is it? What's the what is it? What is it that gets you every time? It it's the castle at Walt Disney World. At Magic Kingdom. It's that castle as a shape just represents so much happiness to me. I don't know what it is. It is beautiful. It is majestic. It's it's everything that a little girl has ever wanted to live in, and it, it really, really speaks to me. I get just goosebumps thinking about it. It really, I it's my first thing that I see every time I go to Walt Disney World. It's the castle. That's cool. Yeah. You want to hear what Shauna said? Yeah. All right. Let's see if I can get this right without too much echo. The thing that it is, of course, the most exciting to me right now is opening the Experimental Prototype School of Tomorrow, getting to do this sort of innovation work on a totally new scale, um, building a school right from the ground up uh, with just an unbelievable community of um, learners of all ages uh, is, of course, my lifelong dream come true and, and, and getting to experience all of the steps it takes to make that happen the, the good the bad the ugly the blood and sweat and tears um is super it's just super duper exciting i can't i can't express it better than that um but i'm just yeah i'm just thrilled to be uh going through this and creating a space where um we're gonna be able to really really experiment and try to reshape um learning and schooling 
not just for our pioneer students, but um, for uh, the education system at large, we're offering free workshops um, and field trips for students from other schools. We're offering free professional development for educators. We'll be sharing and documenting all of our learning uh, and just can't wait to see how this vision um, comes to life and, and grows. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I Yeah, I sort it's of... a special um, case, though, so... Sure, sure. But you mm -hmm. know what? I still feel like... I still feel like the the gauntlet has been dropped. Yes. I can't help but think, you know, there's those moments in um, in education where you just see someone clicking on whatever it is they're presenting. You know, they have lived experience. They have a great kind of like joie de vivre. Like they just they're 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 into it and they're they're rocking it and they're they're still moving forward. Like they're not in the they're still prototyping. They're still sort of like getting through phases of development here. And you sit there and you consume that moment. And one of the best places that I land on is Clough, get your act in order. Like, do something more. Like, it's, and, it, and I get that. We all do a lot. Teachers do a lot. You're a full time worker, you do a lot. But I love these moments where I kind of go, yeah, but you could be doing something more, Clough. You really could. Like, she's created a school based on her lived experience. I know. And the concept is sound. And the concept is like right on point. And I'm jealous. Like I was like, <laughs> I, I want to be a part of this. I can't make this happen. I'm going to just like, you know, I'm vicariously living the excitement. So what do you what do you take from from her, her throw down there? Oh, it just oh. as a future <laughs> as a future ed educator. And I told her this um, when I went to one of her meetings but I just want to work at that school that school is everything that I have ever dreamed of I didn't think it could ever exist because I never thought of mishmashing Disney and education I really mm -hmm. didn't that was a space for me to escape and I never thought of it as something that could complement me as a teacher um, so Shauna if you're listening I'm going to be graduated next year totally want to teach at your school no I just I just really believe in in her philosophy and her goals and um her, the blue sky school motto is just you know the sky the sky's the limit you can dream as as big as the sky and I just I love that so much mm -hmm. perfect tagline yeah perfect tagline <laughs> Sarah, phenomenal! Thank you. You're so You've welcome. um, I think I th I th I think I I'm I'm leaning in. <laughs> I'm leaning into this. <laughs> I I can. It's funny because you know, in little bits and pieces during this conversation upstairs, I can hear the uh, I can hear the arrangements still being made. I thought that all our stuff was kind of set, but it sounds like there's still a few more decisions to be made up there. So I want to I want to bid you good night. But again, I want to thank you because this. You know the ideas that occurred to me, and I'm, I'm, I I know, I know that this is going to be a great family vacation. I get to, I'm I'm so fortunate to be able to spend this time with my family. I'm so fortunate to have the means to be able to, you know, do a trip like this. Mm -hmm. But even all that aside, uh, you know, you can sort of spend the money and spend the time and still not get where you need to be. And and I th I was thinking to myself I th I think I need to talk this one out a little bit, and I was I was like I said throw that question out there to your digital PLN I was just 
so happy that you sort of reach back and say, yeah, sure, let's do this. So mm-hmm. I really appreciate it. You kind of be walking me through this. I think I've got a little bit, a little bit of like confetti kind of like bursting Yay. out of the heart there. Yeah. We did it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And definitely, Shauna, when you um, when you pick up this podcast, thank you so much. Thank you for your your um, being able to be open to this and trying out Flipgrid and dropping some responses on there. I will say there was a lot more. There was a, a, a few other responses that uh, she dropped on there. And what I'll do is I'll, I'll unlock the Flipgrid and just leave it in the blog notes because there's a there's a, the few other things that Shauna threw down there that are well worthwhile to listen to. So, Sarah, where can people find you if they want to connect and talk Disney, talk EDU, just have a talk? Yeah, so you can connect with me on Twitter at Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, Lalonde, L-A-L-O-N-D-E-E. You can also check out my website, um, SarahAnnLalonde.com, or you can even listen to my podcast. So you can find it on iTunes. Um, Just search up Kesara Sara. That's me. That's awesome. And um, I know that uh, Shauna Pollock is uh, on Twitter. You can find her at Miss Pollock, M-I-S-S-P-O-L-L-O-C-K, but I'll drop that in the blog notes as well. And again, just call out her school. What's her school's name again? Yeah, so it's the Blue Sky School, and you can connect with them on Twitter at Blue Sky School CA. That's wonderful. Well, Mm -hmm. I guess... um, I will, in some way, shape, or form, I will check back in with you. Definitely, I think um, you follow me on Insta, yeah? So you'll probably yes. see some some pics popping up there, some of the random things that happen on the trip. Mm-hmm. And I look forward to, you know, maybe there's some sort of a some sort of a, a post wrap up here. Maybe it's a, oh, can you imagine? Are you going to that August 30th thing? Um, I can. <laughs> I want to. I just need to to look at my my placement. Yeah, I, I might be in too. placement with uh, my university, but yeah. All right. Well, my people, your people, Shauna's people, they'll get together and figure this one out. That would be cool to show up there and have a follow up convo. But either way, absolutely. Thank you much. Thanks a lot for your time. You're so welcome. And like they have at all of the exits at Disney, it says, <laughs> "See you real soon." Absolutely. Take care. <laughs> Bye. Chasing Squirrels podcast can be found on Podbean and iTunes. If you want to have a conversation on the podcast, please reach out to me. Probably the best way to connect with me is on Twitter. So that would be at Chris J. Clough. I also blog a little bit on WordPress. Feel free to check in on some of those topics. And I really do appreciate the time you spent with the podcast. Thank you for listening and have a fantastic evening.